Welcome to Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. We're your hosts, Adam Fry. And I'm Adam Castle. And we're here to bring you the transformational tools that you need to bring your ideas into impact. Here's the thing, folks. We could not be more excited to bring you the insights we've learned from working with hundreds of companies of all sizes, from startups to unicorns and everything in between. On today's podcast, the second episode in our Death of the Funnel arc, Adam Fry makes the fatal error of referencing DC as a lifelong Just Marvel fan. horrifying. I apologize oh, to Marvel fans in general. Adam Castle tries to connect with the youth by referencing the new new it's in the new, sales new. theory? That's not new new. It's oh. a, it, you wouldn't understand. Okay. It's, it's a rap thing. Okay. We both like to give a good and proper send-off to Elias St. Elmo Lewis, the father of the funnel. Follow along with us to find out how you can get a flywheel up and spinning in your business. Sounds great. That's sounds going like to be a great, a great time. It's a good pod. You're going to like this Fantastic. one. Chalk full of it. Make sure you check out the toolbox ahead of this podcast if you can. The second part, the alchemy part, will be much better if you've got the toolbox yes. resources in front Follow of you. Follow along with your toolboxes, kids. Perfect. Enjoy. Welcome back to Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. And today we're going to be doing episode two of our next arc. Our last podcast, we introduced everybody to a guy named Elias St. Elmo Lewis. And St. Elmo Lewis is credited with creating the modern funnel. Uh, Not so modern anymore. And so today we promised, and we're going to deliver, that we're going to take a look at what's that new new and how does it work. And so Adam, what is that new new and why are we finally moving away from the funnel? So there's a couple of things here. Um, the traditional funnel, as we looked at it last week, and we'll just sort of recap here. Um, really, the traditional funnel goes through awareness, interest, decision, action. And the critical part of that is as you go through the funnel, you've got these defined touch points with your customers or potential customers, I should say. And the end output of the funnel is actually to create customers, right? right? So it, the output is customers. But there's an issue with that. There's a big fatal flaw inside of that. things is, have changed. Now, 1889 was the last time we really updated this funnel. <laughs> I uh, mean, we've been updating it along the way, the general consensus anyways, but so yes. With a traditional funnel, you have your tofu, your mofu, and your bofu. You've got top of funnel actions, middle of funnel actions, and bottom of funnel actions. Yep. But what happens at the end of that, there's a customer. A customer is born, as yep. you said. What happens then? So, I mean, at that point, you try to fill the funnel again, right? You, you try to generate some referrals, get more top of funnel, middle funnel, optimize the funnel, try to make it a little bit smoother. How's it going to go? Man, but we again, say funnel a lot. In I this know, episode. you know, and <laughs> you know, this is this is a hard episode for me. I am a funnel junkie. It's tough. I, no, we know. We I know. love the funnel. We know, but unfortunately, this is the funeral for the I funnel. I know. So the fatal flaw of the funnel, um, the big part that that's challenging that we've come to realize probably in the last couple of years is it doesn't actually consider customers as a part of the process itself. Absolutely. So what you're missing out on is having customers be a part of your growth journey. So it creates customers, but it doesn't focus around them. It doesn't make them a part of the process all the way through. Um, And what we're realizing more and more, and the reason why we're going to be shifting to what we call the flywheel, is that the buying process has actually changed. Buying behaviors have changed over this period of time. So no longer are customers just receiving marketing information from you or finding marketing information from you and then talking to a sales rep and then becoming a customer. And that process is just getting better and better and better. Now what customers are doing is 
They're looking through social media. They're looking out in their, their networks for referrals yeah. on what's the best way to do this. What's the best software? What's the best product for this? They're finding all kinds of different ways and it's becoming a much more human process in how they find these things and how they discover them. That's Reviews, right. referrals, testimonials. It's no longer, oh, I saw your flyer. I'm going to call and talk to a sales rep and become a customer. So we need to evolve our methodologies around three core parts of our business, marketing, sales, and customer success. Excellent. So really the buying process has changed. And the issue with the buying process before was we looked at customers taking a linear journey. They That's start right. here and they end here. That's right. And then maybe they'll come back if we're lucky, right? And we it get wasn't to decide that, right? Like we Absolutely. decide that linear process based on the dollars that we invest in that linear process, right? right. So at once upon a time, when you're walking into a store, it was pretty cut and dry, right? Yeah. Maybe you see an ad in a newspaper, mm -hmm. maybe you heard about something, maybe you see something that a friend has, and then you go and investigate. There, there was a really clear cut and dry way of making a purchase. Now we have all these incredible ways to make a purchase. You can do it from your phone, no matter where you are. You can do it online. You can do it on a subscription basis, which is something that when we look at all of the things that are subscription now, that's a new model as well, yeah. relatively. Right. Mm -hmm. And so because the buying process has changed, we as marketers, as salespeople and as service people really need to take a look at, OK, we know this process has evolved. How are we going to make sure that we're communicating effectively every single step of the way? And how do we identify what these customers are really going through? Yeah. And so thus the flywheel is born, right? Amazing. And, so the flywheel so is here and there's a, there's really great companies that are using this. So if yeah. you look at Amazon's explosive growth, they attribute a lot of that to the flywheel. HubSpot, which if you're not already invested in HubSpot or looking at the blogs that they put out every single week, phenomenal, phenomenal yeah, resources. And we've got some for you today uh, out of HubSpot as well. So we have these giant companies that are using this approach to ensure that their customers customers' needs are met every single step of the way. And that's really, really important. So break down the first sort of core three elements of our flywheel for us. So I'm going to give you four, okay? So I'm going to give you four and then we'll add the outer ring later on. So in the middle, in the very core of this is the customer. And it's so critical to remember that. So Point number one, in the middle of your flywheel, which is a big circle, if you don't know what a flywheel is, Google it so you have an idea of what it looks like and how it works in operation. So customers in the middle. Around this, we've got three core elements. We've got the attract, mm -hmm. we've got the engage, yeah. and we've got the delight portions of these. So they work to actually spin around one another, all around the customer. So we need to attract customers, we need to engage them, and we need to delight them. And what that does is it creates this virtuous cycle of getting more and more customers from different points of view so you can join at any point like that's the beautiful part of the flywheel is you don't have to come at just the attract point you can come out of the delight piece as a referral you can come out of the engage piece through any of your social media channels or through different review aspects or elements of this so the goal here is we want to understand that the flywheel has the customer at the heart of it mm -hmm. and then you can draw the attract engage and delight around it with arrows and Absolutely. what that's going to do is it, it allows this thing to spin Spin. It creates this virtuous cycle. Instead of a funnel where you're pushing people down and through layers and through end. filters and there's yep. a definite end to it, this just keeps working around and around and around.
around. Absolutely. And in part two, we're going to get into the alchemy of how do you actually get this thing to either spin faster? How do you reduce friction inside your organization? So the customers can, you can get more and more and more and faster right, and yeah. faster and faster with your growth levers. But I think a really good thing to do might be to actually define those three elements now for them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so sort of the first part about defining them is that understanding that this mimics or, or really mirrors the relationship that companies now have with their clients. So one big part of the shift is getting away from that sales tactic. And so sales are still great. Marketing is mm -hmm. still great. All but people are looking for authenticity now. That's right. And that to the point where that's almost become a buzzword. But it's really, really important because as people are looking to where they're going to buy products or where they're going to engage with services, they're now trusting what's out there in reviews. They're trusting what's out there from their friends. They're trusting what's out there on Google, what they read and what they see. And so you got to have lots of material that speaks to that, that isn't a buy this product because it's the best, that may be true, but you're not selling anyone by doing that because everyone else is already saying that their product's the yeah, best. Yeah, it's not the why. Being the best isn't the why you exist, right? Which is what yeah. Simon Sinek's always getting us to do is this golden circle piece. Exactly. What is it? Why do you exist and why should I buy from you? It, there's a really interesting stat out of my found when we were doing some research for this pod. 81% of buyers trust their family and friends' recommendations over any company's advice to buy. Of course. And isn't that, makes that sense, a wild right? stat? Absolutely. And what's happened is is that now we have constant access to friends and family, which is a much wider network. Mm -hmm. So their information and their insight becomes that much more valuable because it's always accessible. That's right. Before you'd go into a showroom and the salesperson was the only person that you could get feedback from. That's right. And of course he wants to sell you that watch. Well, they're machine. incentivized, right? Absolutely. Part of, yeah. the, part of the funnel, right? Exactly. We're trying to get it all the yeah. way through. So I want to take a second here and I want to give a little bit of a definition to all four of these. Absolutely. So yeah. customers in the middle, I'm just going to give you some, some basic stuff. You grow your business when customers succeed, period. End of story. If your customers like the interactions they have with you, if your customers love the product, if your customers love the follow-up, the engagement, the relationship, all of it, they will create more customers for you. That's right. Your customers are at the heart of everything you do. That's why they're in the middle of exactly. the flywheel. And that's why one of the most important pieces of the flywheel is this idea that you're going to add value to your relationship with your customer before you extract value. Before. By doing before. that, you start to develop trust, you start to develop expertise in their eyes, and that's why we start with this attract piece, right? That's right. How are we getting customers to know about you, to investigate you, to be promoters of you? All of that starts with you attracting them into your flywheel process. Totally. Now. So the attract piece, just to put a little bit of a definition yeah. on it, this is where you earn people's attention. And a critical part of the attract element is, like you said before, don't force it. Be authentic, right? Give useful content. Eliminate barriers to buying. Make sure that other people are surrounding them with good ideas, good, good reviews, good testimonials, thoughtful pieces. It's all about earning people's attention, not paying for people's attention. It's very, very different than the flywheel traditionally. Absolutely. Or, sorry, the funnel traditionally. Yeah. And so, so that's, that's what why they you see things like blogs, a really great way of doing that online, totally. right? It's, it's this idea that you're becoming an expert in the eyes of potential customers yeah. and you're giving them something that, that they're going to get from their family and from their friends and from review sites. It's this deeper understanding of why you do what you do, the problem that you're solving and how you're going to solve it for yeah, them. A great example of this, I mean, even internally here at WeTech, 
We talk all the time about attracting new clients, attracting high level startups, technology startups. Well, how do we do that? Well, we create content like the Tech Connect report. Like or this podcast. Like, like this podcast, right? We, we're showing people naturally without saying, hey, sign up and be a client. We're saying, here's some of the things that we do. If this interests you, if this is the type of person you are, here's some of our example clients. Go talk to them. Go understand what we do, how it works. It's a really easy way to sort of get that attraction piece out without saying, you gotta come here if you're a tech exactly. if you're a tech company, right? It's a really good way to allow people to imagine what engagement yes. might be good point. with you, right? Yeah. They wanna get into yeah. those shoes. They wanna try that code Beforehand. on before they purchase it. And so that actually leads us right into that engage. So we've mm. attracted them, they're interested. What does that look like? How is that gonna be for me? And we hit them with engage. And engagement really flows into the close, or the traditional funnel, right? That's that right. bottom of funnel piece. It's really all about making it easy and possible for your customer to make purchases they need to make at every stage in the journey. That's right. And um, to give a little bit of a defining point on engage, one of the things you want to start thinking about customers-wise is in the funnel, it's like close, right? Time to close, time to close, yep. time to close. Such an incredible metric for the for the funnel. With the engage piece. In the flywheel, the goal is actually to open up relationships. Exactly. So the goal is to say, in the attract piece, we said, hey, here's who we are, here's what it is. In the engage piece, if they've come to you as an inbound piece, let's say, for instance, you want to consider this as an open relationship. But what that means is you can't just tie sales incentives to quickly closing deals or customer success metrics to just generating referrals or marketing to just generating that. Like it just doesn't work that way. You actually have to incentivize your team and build processes and structures internally that allow you to engage clients at their pace and at their points that they want to be there. If they came from a referral, maybe they don't want to buy in the first 30 seconds, right? Maybe they want to get a demo. Maybe they want to get some, some use cases some more information from you. Exactly. Give them the time to explore it and be there as a helpful aid to do so, right? Be a human being about it really is what this means is what it comes down to. Oh, for sure. I do a a presentation on this, right? It's the funnel funeral. And and one of the things that I always come to is that you're really viewing your customer as their hero in their own journey, right? And you want to give them the tools they need to be successful. So you're not doing this. You're not engaging with them to sell because you want to. You're doing it because you have a solution to a problem they have have and you know it's going to help make their lives easier and when you come at it from this perspective of value add relationship building you want to become a partner in their life especially Mm -hmm. when you're b2b i think this is so important is you're not selling them you're not a vendor selling a product you're an important part you're an integral part a partner of that business and that comes along with consumer life too uh if i'm just a normal consumer and i want to buy something to make my life easier or i think it's going to be more convenient whatever it may be i want to company that one gets what I'm going through and really understands the process that I'm going to take in order to make a decision on their product. I love the superhero analogy in this because superheroes have different challenges along the way, different times. So you need different, whether it be different armor, different cape, a different like whatever it is version of the Batmobile to beat this person. I'm a, I'm a, Marvel lover, not a DC lover. Just going to throw yeah, that out there. I, I used the Batman one because it was top of head. On, actually, but yeah, 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 we're pro Marvel. We're just going to make sure that it's out there. DC, let us know if you can change our minds. But yeah. as of right now, anyways, sidebar. Nonetheless, the hero analogy is great here because they're coming to you to say, I need this thing to accomplish this. I need to win this part of my business. Exactly. And you're going to help along the way. In that Here's sense. the thing that comes with engagement. 
when you're constantly having a conversation, you're getting feedback that you can use to directly alter your offerings. That's right. So if you're getting feedback that says, this is great, but if you iterate it in this way and you know that you're getting this feedback from all of your customers, there's a good case to be made that you can make some investment to change up the product offerings. Also, if you're engaging with your clients and creating relationships, they're probably going to tell you, oh yeah, I found you here. Right. Or I, I really engaged well with during the attract piece, this message, right? Those notes need to go right back to the marketing team. Hey, get this line in all my sales material because 10 of my new customers told me that this is the line that got them to call me. Exactly. Right. Like that's the critical variable. When you feel heard, you feel connected. That's right. You feel really connected. And so at that point, we're starting to move into the delight piece. That's right. So you've made this sale, but you're not done yet. You're not done with that client. You're not done with that customer. What you're doing is really building that relationship to last. And so you move into delight, which is this really great space that allows the creatives to be the most creative. That's right. It allows people that are, you know, good with people skills and have really high emotional quotient or EQ mm-hmm. to come through this and really shine, right? And delight really means that your clients or customers' success is your success. That's so it. you're celebrating that. We can think of this as sort of the loyalty building stage, customer retention if you want, but it happens long after the sale's been made. And the most important piece here is that when you're making this process, when you're designing this process, out is you're giving your customers a constant flow of information Mm -hmm. where they learn to be loyal to you. That's right. And so in the delight phase, the, the concept here is making sure that resources are available to customers throughout their entire journey of using whatever you're selling. Exactly. So if I'm struggling, for instance, getting my CRM property history pulled out, I want to be able to really quickly Google that and say, okay, how do I get the property history out of this yep. and get it like, and it's right there or sure. be able to, you know, use a, a chat bot to get it within a couple of minutes. So that it doesn't hurt me. It's all about re- reducing the friction is going to be yep. a part of what we talk about in segment Absolutely. two, but here you want to make sure that you're adding value all along the spectrum of when they're using your product service, widget, whatever it ends up being. Exactly. So you got to be there for them. It's not like, okay, we sold it. Great. We implemented it. Fantastic. See you later. I'll, I'll email you in a quarter to see if you'll give me any referrals. Exactly. It's about being there the whole time and the referrals naturally sort of spin out of this part. And here's the thing. So I can see people's minds spinning right now. The the cogs are in motion and they're Mm. like, delight. That sounds so So fluffy. fluffy. Oh my gosh. I thought this was about tangible tools, but here's the hard numbers on this. Maintenance is inevitably cheaper than starting from scratch. Always. When you upsell a client or when you continue to engage them and they continue to buy, it's much cheaper than going that cost to acquire a customer. Your CAC is inevitably higher than what it costs to maintain a customer. And so as Adam said, the process here and the the real benefit is that this natural spinoff that happens is you're going to impress people and they're going to tell more people. That's right. Again, going back to, we look to our friends and family for information they're going to be giving it because you're constantly giving them reasons to. Yeah, exactly. And if you delight customers and if you spend time, if you spend money and you actually understand the process they go through as they use your product, your product's going to get better because you're going to get feedback on what you need to improve. Your customer success team is going to get stronger because they're going to be creating materials that they know a lot of people have. And as you go through, when you start to ask for referrals or when referrals start to naturally come in, it's going to be cost effective. It's going to be fast too, right? It's going to be quick. And that's a key 
wheel is going to go faster and faster and faster, the better you get at all three elements of this. Exactly. And that's so why this is such a powerful sort of symbol for this sales process yeah. is because it really does, you want to remove that friction. So we're going to get into this in our yeah, next segment. I'm going, to, I'm going to bring this around full circle really quick for the people. Fantastic. So remember, your customer's at the middle of the flywheel. At the top, you've got your attract piece. In the bottom right corner, you've got your engage piece. Bottom left corner, you've got your delight in the circle as it spins around and around and around. Got so, it. In, we're going to be able to, we're going to help you out to visualize this because yeah. it could be a little bit much to, to just talk about. So we've got lots of tools that are going to be up in the Alchemy toolbox for you. So you can totally. take a look at what this is uh, and really figure out how it works for you. What as it well. looks like. Yeah. So we're going to take this break. When we come back, we're going to dive into how to actually create this for your the business. Alchemy. It's the best part. It's my favorite part. So for what sure. are the steps? What are the tangible tools? How do we make this work for you? We'll see you in a bit. Want to plug into the Windsor tech scene but don't know where to start? Want to learn about the hottest upcoming tech-related events? Join us at the WeTech Tech Connect page to stay up to date and in the know. Head to wetech-alliance.com connect for more information. Welcome back to segment two of Innovation Alchemy with the Adams. Alchemy part. Today, we are giving a send-off to <laughs> the funnel. Yes. So in the beginning segment, what we did for you was we defined what the new funnel is or what Adam likes to call the new new. It's that new new. It's not a good saying. Kids are using it. No, they're not. Nonetheless, we defined what the flywheel is for you. We showed you a little bit about how you can use this in your business, why it's a little bit different for this customer buying journey and how that's going to work. And that's what we're going to get into now in this alchemy portion. Exactly. So this alchemy portion starts off with defining your customer journey. Sorry about that. I forgot how to speak English. That's okay. So the customer journey right now is very different from where it was, right? We already established that it's no longer this linear process. Customers aren't following a linear path. They can't. They jump forward and back and move vertically and up and down. The path to purchase is not chaotic. the way it used to be. What do we call it? Chaotic. Chaos. It's oh my complete chaos. So maybe I do a Google search and then I view a video and an email. Maybe I read a customer review. Maybe I visit a showroom. I chat with a friend. I see an ad in a magazine. I'm exhausted already. It is exhausting. Maybe no. I even got a maybe I even got an outbound email from you. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there was a discount code or something. <laughs> there could be something involved. The point is that this is exhausting. It Your is. customers on this really long journey and you need to make sure that you're meeting them every single step of the way. So the best way to do this is to map out this customer journey. And we've got a heck of a tool for you here. We today. really do. Um, it's from our good friends at HubSpot, of course. And what they've done is they've put together this amazing resource that lets you really get into the nitty gritty of how to do this. So looking at this resource and we'll wait while you pull it all up. <laughs> I assume that you've gone to the Alchemy Toolbox and done so. As you should. Absolutely. It really looks at what your customer's journey is on this top line. So your awareness stage, your consideration stage, and the decision stage. So all of these different buckets that they're going through. And then your buyer's journey down the end piece. So following sort of that x-axis is what is the customer thinking and feeling what is their action in this stage? What or where is the buyer researching about your product? How are they first finding out about it? And how will we move the buyer along this journey through the process? Super important. So essentially what we're doing here is we're going to take all the chaos, 
all those different elements, all those different ways that people find you, how they interact, they buy, all those different pieces. Exactly. And we're going to take them and we're going to group them into three stages, okay? So let's say you've got your awareness stage, your consideration stage, and your decision stage, okay? All of those different interactions, all that chaos you have, you need to put into one of those three buckets. That's step one. So is it uh, is it a social media ad? Is it a referral? Is it somebody is now actually at your checkout stage? Yep. Have they talked to somebody in sales? Have they gotten a white paper? These are all bucketed into awareness, consideration, or decision. That is step one. Take the chaos organize it into those three buckets. Exactly. And here's the thing. Your best guess is going to be wrong at first. Yeah, that's okay. It's going to be completely off. Totally fine. The point of this is iterative genius, right? You're mm-hmm. going to continue to refine this process because as you talk to your customers, as you go through the engaged process of our flywheel, you're going to get information about where they found you, how they decided, where their research is coming from, all of those things. And as you learn more about this, you're going to continue to map this this process out and then distill it into our flywheel as we go through this process. So this process, you're going to keep it on loop much like a flywheel. So when you're defining the buyer's journey, though, I I really want to just really quickly bring this back. So now you've taken all those different ways. You've put it into awareness, consideration, decision. The buyer's journey, no matter what, we always want to ask these four questions. What are you thinking and feeling? What is your customer thinking and feeling? What is the customer's action? What are we hoping they're going to do, right? What or where is the buyer researching so that we know, right? This is important for us so that we can create more content so that people can help get along this buyer's journey a little bit quicker at the points that they're finding us. And the fourth one is how will we move the buyer along his or her journey with us in mind? Exactly. What what points are we going to say, okay, here's how you do this. How do you know that it's us? How do you find us? How are you buying from us? So now that you've got your buckets and you've got the four questions you're going to ask about each bucket, we now get to move on to the next stage, which is really, really exciting, That's right. um, which is actually taking a look at each individual point, touch point that people find you and defining those four questions. Exactly. So as you look at the stages that they're in and you ask yourself, what are they feeling? What you're really asking yourself, because again, that's that's a bit of a fluffy thing, right? Yeah. In sales, especially. Totally. Yeah. But really what you want to know is how can you create a trigger point for an action? So you're going to establish how long they're spending in that stage. Yep. You're going to figure out where that falls within your attract, delight, and or attract, engage, and delight sort of metrics and make sure that you're lining this up. So this is where you start to collect things and put them all into your flywheel. Um, and why we're going to do this is because as it lays out, it creates this really natural circle that you're going to be able to use to drive more customers through the process. Yeah. So typically the way this works is these awareness, consideration, decision really do map pretty well into attract, engage, delight. Almost identical. Uh, they're, they're very good that way. It's just they're a little bit of a, a more broad bucket than the, the well, attract, engage, delight It's from delight the piece. customer's perspective. Exactly. Right? You're looking at Which this from a different perspective. Everything's from the customer's perspective. Exactly. Yeah. So now uh, as we go through and we start to put them into these buckets, um, you're going to be able to see okay, in my attract piece or the awareness stage for the customer, I've actually spent some dollars on marketing. Let's use the Facebook ad Mm -hmm. example. And now what I can do is say, okay, for the Facebook ads that I'm posting out there, what's the customer thinking or feeling when they see one, right? 
Exactly. How does that work? What's the customer's action that I'm asking them to do when they see it? Is it to click? Is it to learn more? Is it to understand more in depthly? Is it to watch a video? What am I asking them to do? What or where is the buyer going to be researching this? For mm-hmm. this particular example, they're searching on Facebook or maybe we've hit them with an ad on Facebook in that yep. attract side of things. And then how are we going to move the buyer along his or her journey with us in mind? So if you're thinking through these things, We're trying to get them to move. We're trying to get them to say, oh, I actually saw an ad for that. Maybe I'm going to go and research now. So how are we going to move them along? Well, of course, we want them to click through to our website and do all these things and and sort of engage with sales folks. But also, we know that that's not the reality of how people do things anymore. Not anymore. What they do now is they see an ad and they go, oh, I, I do need that. I'm going to go to Google and figure out what people are saying about it. How easy is it to use? Where does it fit on the cost spectrum? What, are, what kind of benefits does it have? So you need to have all that content ready to wrap around folks, which is the consideration stage, right? Yep. So when you move from awareness to consideration, now I'm doing my research. Now I'm looking exactly. at white papers. Now I'm calling, I'm picking up the phone. I'm yep. calling friends. Hey, what do you use? I'm thinking of using this. What have you heard? And so some of the smartest companies that are doing this will put their product up against publicly the other competitors in the space. Sure. So most pages that you'll find that are doing this really, really well will have all the other competitors listed out there. There's specific sites that'll let you take a look at what's the feature stack for each of these. And of course, ours is going to come out on top because we've put some more effort and thought into this. Yeah. And so the idea is that we've got our three buckets. We've attract, engage, and delight. Within each one of those is a whole bunch of stages. So it might be one or two or three or four, but really it's all of these action points, these touch points. What's really important is that, so we've got our customer's journey, we've mapped that into our flywheel, and then in our flywheel, we want to map out how we're communicating in each of these pieces. That's right. Now we get tangible. Really Exactly. To make this really simple is for each one of those stages, Mm -hmm. how are they interacting with your company? Now, that can be one of two ways. It can be passive, so they're doing research, they're hearing about it, Mm -hmm. those types of things. Or it can be active. You're being served with a specific ad. You're sending them an email. You're interacting with a a salesperson. Maybe you're just picking up the phone and calling. Or you're working with a chat bot on our our website to find out more information that you're looking for. So distilling that process is mapping the process, right? Map your customer journey. Line them out into your buckets. Yep. Figure out the stages that are within each bucket. And then within those stages, figure out how you're getting to your customer in each of those points. And just use those four simple questions along the whole way. That's it. That's it. So like you said, Adam, we're taking that chaos, all of these like 50, 60 different ways people are finding us. Hopefully we can distill it down into maybe eight or 10 that are really, really strong. There's usually probably 10 that you want to sink dollars into. And then you're going to, you're going to bucket it awareness, consideration, decision, overlay that into your flywheel, which is attract, engage, and delight Perfect. right from that bar. And then what we're going to do now, like you said, break that apart and say, okay, in my attract phase, I have three distinct touch points that my clients are consistently or customers are consistently using and seeing in the attract yep. portion. Okay. If that is, you know, what, whatever it might be, if that is downloading a white paper exactly. or something along those lines. Exactly. And this changes from business to business. Yeah. It's different for everybody. Yep. But the goal is use those four questions. What are they thinking and feeling when I'm using, let's use Facebook ads. What are they thinking and feeling in the attract phase? Yep. When, when they're, what is the action I'm asking them to do? What is the, um, what or where is the buyer researching? 
And how are we going to move them along that journey with exactly. us in mind? And if you do that for every single element of the chaos within, right? Yeah. And remember, your departments are different. This isn't one department doing all these things. The nope. attract typically sits with marketing. The engage typically sits somewhere around sales. And the delight is typically your customer success or customer service okay. piece, right? So usually each sort of department yep. can map out their own phase of the flywheel and understand exactly. the buyer's journey during those touch points that we're creating. We're yeah. creating these things intentionally. And so there's this idea that there's there's this internal communication that has to happen in order for That's this right. to work out. Now, if you're a small startup, like many of the clients mm -hmm. that we work with, you're at an insane advantage because you have the ability to coordinate all of this at one single point that the Amazons and the HubSpots no longer have an opportunity to do. So thinking about this holistically is easier as you're this sort of small startup and what we always encourage is this may sound redundant to someone that maybe doesn't even have sales yet or just has early sales, but the earlier you start planning this, the easier it's going to be to continue to implement as you grow. And that's the key, right? Yeah. This is a system of scale. This works This works really, really well if you've got early sales and a strong customer base exactly. for your early sales. So if you have some champions... They'll probably, and again, if you're really good at this and you, you're sort of got this human element down for your customers, they're going to tell you, hey, here's how I found you. Here's what I really like about you. Here's what I love about the product. Here's the challenge with the product. You're going to get better and you're going to get more feedback and you're going to yeah. know where to send it inside your organization. But I would say that this is really something not for, I have an idea in my head, folks. No. This is for people who now have, an, uh, we you are selling. A, you we got have a product revenue. that you want yeah, to sell that you exactly. want to reach Exactly. We are people. selling now. And so we'll, we'll sort of wrap this part up and moving into how do we really make this thing spin yes. with two points. The first, again, examine the communication. That's an opportunity. See every single piece of this process as an mm -hmm. opportunity for your business to communicate. Definitely. And next is determine length of stage. So how long do you want to keep your customers within these stages? How long are they naturally spending within? That's the, yeah, the and are you matching that with content? If they're yes. in something for four months as part of their buying process, do you have content that matches the length of that period? You're going to want to just cadence to that. And that's super, super, super key. Yeah. The, the critical component here is you want this flywheel to spin fast. Exactly. So you need to understand what growth levers your customer or what growth levers your organization has to engage your customers faster, to get them through this, to get them all the way through to delight quickly. So moving fast, we want to make this flywheel spin. There's two elements here that does that, that mm -hmm. does that better than anything else. And this is what really makes this new model or merging model, I would say. Oh, yeah. New model is fine. Emerging. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the new, new, as <laughs> it's I said. It's the new, new. This is what really makes it sort of revolutionary. And so here's how you want to, one, increase speed. And okay. so in order to increase speed, you're going to take a look at how do I make this faster, obviously, yeah. right? A, a sort of a, a redundant sort of <laughs> statement. Um, but really, it's it's where you're investing your money. So if increasing speed means getting a customer from the point of not knowing who you are to being able to engage with their first little bit of content within your site, you may want to put some money into the marketing piece. Yeah. You're going to get more eyeballs on this stuff. You're going to get the attraction part up and running as an engine. So I, I like the analogy here of trying to spin a basketball on your finger, right? As Something you spin I've a, never been able I know. to do. Yeah, yeah, well, no. it's, it's, it's a sport. And as a you sport. know, I just don't do those. So as you're spinning this basketball on your finger, 
the more you hit it in certain parts, the faster the ball's going to spin, right? So what we're going to learn over time is if we realize that we spend more dollars or need more bodies or need to optimize a part in the attract phase seems to be working really, really well. Mm -hmm. If we inject some capital, we inject some human power into that, it's going to really get that hit going and get us spinning even faster and faster. Same thing with the delight piece. If you're generating more and more and more referrals and more and more and more inbound from the delight piece, well, let's invest more dollars into that part, right? Let's make sure that we're we're blowing that part up because we're really, really good at it. Exactly. And it's gonna get our flywheel spinning faster and faster and faster. This is different for every business. You're going to find that based on where your customers are finding you, what your team's core strengths are, where you want to grow, what your dollars are that you can spend, all of that is a big variable. But what you want to remember is take all these metrics back now. You've mapped out every touch point your clients have with you or customers are going to have with you. And you've you've mapped it out from their point of view. So collect data understand, are we getting more people reading white papers that are transitioning to really strong customers that are transitioning to really good um, folks that are actually generating referrals or champions for us is the word I'm looking for. Then let's spend more money on better white papers, right? Because we know that that's a growth lever for us that if we invest dollars in, it spins the flywheel faster, right? And if you're tracking these things and you do the work ahead of time, which is the painful part, we all know we don't want to do that. But if you take the time to outline those four questions that we had earlier along every single piece of the buyer's journey, you're going to be able to track the metrics that are going to allow you to identify growth levers and spend dollars in human power on those growth levers to get this flywheel. Exactly. And really, really, really fast. That lies the, the opportunity that you have, right, of turning chaos into this organized piece yeah. is that you're able to track these things. And so you're going to be able to lay over KPIs and OKRs over top of all of this stuff yep. to make sure that reducing friction. And that's sort of the second part that's to part, making part sure that this flywheel spins faster and faster yeah. is getting it, getting customers through the process with the least amount of friction. Well, you can't spin faster and have friction. It's impossible. It won't work. It'll heat up. It'll blow up. It'll, it'll, it just will not work. Right. So at the same time that you're increasing speed, if there's friction in this buyer's journey anywhere, if you're investing dollars and in trying to push people through this, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. If I have a terrible landing page, but I'm kicking butt in my Facebook ads and I'm driving them all to this landing page that sucks, there's no point. There's no point. You've got friction there. And so the idea is to take a look at where those stop gaps are, where those bottlenecks are in that process for the buyer. Mm -hmm. What's taking them longer? Do I have too many clicks in between finding out a product and making sure you can buy it? Do I have too much information on a landing page that's bogging down customers because they don't need it all. They just want something quick. Sometimes this can be human, right? Like sometimes this is, I haven't given my sales team the adequate training to do a really good demo. We're getting hundreds of inbound demos a week, but we're closing a tiny fraction of them. Okay, we need to get some training going here. We need to understand how this works and why we're not closing these deals, right? So, do we have too many customers for our sales team to handle? Right. What's our yeah? What's our automation into this process so that way it's much easier for customers to go through? Right. Are we giving our customers a chance to tell us about the product in the delight phase? Are we giving them an opportunity to tell us what they like and what they don't? And are we actioning on that? Exactly. When when a hundred customers tell us we hate this part of your software. 
Are we sending that to our dev team and making sure that it gets fixed 100%. and that it's in the in the process map to solve? Exactly. So what you need to make sure is if you're increasing speed and, and you haven't taken the friction out of the process of buying, you're just spending dollars and, and you're not going to help. Like it's just not going to work. It's wasted. Yeah. yeah. So point. those are your two core elements here. One, you want to increase speed by understanding your growth levers understanding where people are finding you, what are our most effective ones, at what stages do we need to be spending money or hiring people or bodies, however that works. Exactly. Because um, businesses will be different. Yep. And on the other side, let's reduce some friction. Let's make sure that our customers, no matter where they find us in this chaotic mm -hmm. environment that we now have yep. everywhere, let's make sure that there's as little amount of friction as possible exactly. to not only buying our product, but becoming evangelists for our product, Yep. right? Becoming 100%. champions for our product. It's not, it's not enough. The old funnel system worked great at creating customers. It did. It still does. You can use a funnel to create sure. a customer if you want to. What this is going to allow you to do is create champions. And if you forget about that delight piece and you forget about the journey of actually using the product and solving problems for them while they're your customer, it's a relationship. Exactly. Nurture it. Yep. Nurture the relationship even after they buy from you. And that's not a soft skill. No. That's, that's business now. Yes. So our alchemy today is really taking the chaos. It's mm. it's tantamount to the Big Bang, I would say. It's not right? It is hundred percent. So you've taken this chaos. We're in this state of chaos. Right. The buyer journey is everywhere. There's all these different all aspects the to it. It's really hard to track. Now you put some points on that and you take that chaos and you turn it into order, right? right? You map it into a customer journey and you figure out where they're coming from, how they're getting to you. From there, you take those pieces and you put them into those three really key components, right? Yep, absolutely. And remember, be open. In the old funnel portion, like in the old funnel system, what you would do is you actually define these these filters. Mm -hmm. You'd push people to different spots. You'd sort of try to ramp through that. What you need to do when you're when you're doing it with the flywheel is be open to all of the ways people are. You don't get to control this anymore. Well, you can a little bit, obviously, but for the most part, people are going to do what they want to do, and they have so many options. Exactly. So you can't try to be really, really rigid. If people are finding you at spots you never thought they would. Mm -hmm investigate whether that's something you want to explore and where does that fit? Maybe that's where, worth an investment. Maybe yeah, it's worth maybe some attention. Maybe it is. Yeah. But I think gone are the days of saying like, okay, here's the five ways we create a customer. Or at least if you want to be really, really good at generating champions and you want to be really, really good at identifying growth levers, I think it's time now for us to shift towards creating open long-term relationships with clients. 100%. It's, it's a friends with benefits sort of I, situation. I suppose. So, You're on fire today, yeah, man. No You're kidding. absolutely on fire. So ladies and gents, that is Innovation Alchemy for this episode. We hope that you enjoy your flywheeling experience. Yes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, feel free to please reach out to us. We're always happy to take those. And please, we've, we've stocked the toolbox with all it's kinds packed. of stuff it for this. It is packed. This is out there and there's so much on it. We've really distilled this down to you to the four or five different core elements you really need to get started on identifying this buyer's journey, understanding what the flywheel is a little bit more in depth and actually mapping out the steps and measuring them. We've got that all for you there. So let's get a little sneak peek on what we're going to be doing next time. Okay. So next time what we're going to be looking at, we're going to be interviewing a sales expert on how to take this journey from idea in your head all 
the way to where we've installed the flywheel from a very salesy perspective. Mm -hmm. So if you've got an idea in your head or you're getting some early sales, how do we identify that early sales playbook? How do we develop our first process, implement a CRM, all that fun jazz, all the way down to, okay, now we got the flywheel up and running. We're trying to identify growth levers. So we're going to interview somebody who's got a lot of insight into this. And we're going to try to give you a different perspective than just the Adams coming at you with it. I mean, our perspective is pretty great too. But also we've got a a brand new musical guest coming in for the the third podcast of this arc as well. We have Chrissy Cochran who just announced her latest album. Uh, She'll have some music on there for us. Heirloom, yeah. Go uh, check it out on Spotify. Go check it out Spotify now. And it's at uh, all the music stores you can handle. So uh, we look forward to that. Well, we'll see you next time. Thanks. You gotta do something else. What is that? Is that it? That's what we're going with? You're not I don't trying. Know. What do you want me to do? I, I'm Again, I'm here for color. <laughs> That's it. Maybe like a whoop whoop. Give me a whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Am I going to blow the levels? Whoop whoop. <laughs> You no, do? that's fine. We're gonna. I have in. no idea. Do you want to no, plug no, into no, the no. Windsor Tech to scene? Start over. <laughs> you can't just break down laughing oh when God. I do it. You said you wanted me to do oh, it. All what right. did we do? Occupy in Canada last time. Is there a better one? Like, is there? I don't know what you want me to do. Do the Pokemon theme. What's the Pokemon one? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, do do. I'll do that. That's not it. That's not a banjo, but that's fine. Yeah. I'm doing this anyways. Terrible. Please don't do that. Don't don't make that motion. Play the play the jug. Just certainly. I hate that you make eye contact with me when you say these things. <laughs> when I play the jug? It's the absolute worst. You're not the only one to say that this week. I don't think I can play you in with anything. I Honestly, I have no just idea. Just do something. Just make a noise. You we'll, keep we'll saying that, it. but then I made a noise and you laughed at me. It was a terrible <laughs> noise. Make face. a non, non-terrible noise. Yeah, do a beatbox. Beatbox. Please I can't beatbox. beatbox. I have you no can. capability to do that. I know you wish I could, but I definitely can't. I want horns. Do some horns. I, I don't know, man. I have no idea. Just get creative. I'm not creative. It's not who I am. <laughs> Don't try to make me something I'm not. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to do the usual DJ one. That's just okay. how we're going to okay. do it. I'm sorry. Join us at the WeTech Tech Connect page to stay up to the date. <laughs> <laughs> you take the gum out of your mouth, you psychopath. <laughs> Can we just not? Sorry. It was pocketed for the episode. Oh, my took it gosh. Out of the, my cheek pocket. It's so bad. <laughs> It's gross. That's very gross. The, the here, dimples boys. give you a cheek pocket. <laughs> like it's like this special little, I'm like a squirrel. So wait, are we gonna play music into this? So then, why do I have to make a noise? Because it's funny. I've never at any point asked you guys to make a noise. Oh, I'm not making a noise. Then we're playing music. Oh. Into it. <laughs> just stop. Right. Uh, it's okay. I just want it on record. Okay, sound now. I'm not doing the sound. We're doing. We're playing music in. You're fine. You've done it every time. Whenever you're, you're ruining ready. it. You're ruining it. Fine. I'll do it. Fine. You know, we can evolve. I'm not sound. doing anything different. Just literally, here's what I want you to do. I'm not doing that. Just do that. that. Just do that. Fine. No, one more time. With feeling. Yeah, that's... <laughs>
can't do it. That was, that I have no idea. That was perfect. We just don't no, no, we just can't laugh. Don't do that again. That was everything I wanted it to ever be. It oh, my too, God. Was it too high? It was, was so good. It was so good. It was so good. It was so good. Oh, my God. No, I'm not doing it. You guys are doing your own thing. <laughs> no, too. <it's>, do <laughs> I'm sound. not doing that. Dude, that sound is perfect. No, what? Do it, energy man, energy. You guys, you got up, get up. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Fifty thousand steps this week. I'm just Let's doing do the this. DJ thing. Do it. No. no, do that sound. You're gonna do that sound. You want a good podcast? You're gonna laugh. We're gonna be here for forty-five I won't minutes. Laugh. I'm straight. We spent more time I'm on this than the actual pod. I'm, a, I'm an actor. You are not. I'm you had dumb in your mouth. Let's do this. You gotta not, man. Let him do his thing. It's the juxtaposition. You said you wanted no, 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 perfect. We're ready for it now. No, that's exactly how no, we want done. it to be. We're, we're done. We're done. That's exactly. That's exactly how we want it to be. Oh, it's perfect. It couldn't be better. Not doing it. You're doing. That's exactly what you're doing. You've got this. Jam's gonna laugh. There's no way this works. But <sighs> I can't. It's not gonna work. It's never gonna work. Here's an Yes. Yes. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. No, I'm just gonna go. No, you're doing that sound. No, I'm not. Okay, I'm doing. I'm just gonna do the other one for fun, just in case we can't get this. I'm gonna do the regular intro. Okay, ready? Why? Why? No, I know we're not. I'm gonna speak this, and then you're gonna make that exact sound that you made before. <laughs> no, I'm which not. Be at the end. No, I'm not. At the end, this is how we're gonna do it. Want to plug into the Windsor tech scene but don't know where to start? Want to learn about the hottest upcoming tech-related events? Join us at the WeTech Tech Connect page to stay up to date and in the know. Head to wetech-alliance.com/connect. For more information. That's not what we want. That's not what the people want. <laughs> You're going to laugh. No. It's devastating. I feel like I'm a show pony. Like, I don't enjoy this at all.